the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The Lord be with you. Brethren, let us acknowledge our sins and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do. Through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault, therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. O God, who by the glorification of your Christ and the light of the Holy Spirit have unlocked for us the gates of eternity, grant, we pray, that partaking of so great a gift, our devotion may grow deeper and our faith be strengthened. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. King Agrippa and Bernice arrived in Caesarea on a visit to Festus. Since they spent several days there, Festus referred Paul's case to the king, saying, There is a man here left in custody by Felix. When I was in Jerusalem, the chief priests and the elders of the Jews brought charges against him and demanded his condemnation. I answered them that it was not Roman practice to hand over an accused person before he has faced his accusers and had the opportunity to defend himself against their charge. So when they came together here, I made no delay. On the next day, I took my seat on the tribunal and ordered the man to be brought in. His accusers stood around him, but did not charge him with any of the crimes I suspected. Instead, they had some issues with him about their own religion and about a certain Jesus who had died, but Paul, who Paul claimed was alive. Since I was at a loss how to investigate this controversy, I asked if he were willing to go to Jerusalem and there stand trial on these charges. And when Paul appealed that he be held in custody for the emperor's decision, I ordered him held until I could send him to Caesar. The word of the Lord. The Lord has established his throne in heaven. The Lord has established his throne in heaven. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all my being bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. The Lord has established his throne in heaven. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so surpassing is his kindness toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he put our transgressions from us. The Lord has established his throne in heaven. The Lord has established his throne in heaven, and his kingdom rules over all. Bless the Lord, all you his angels, you mighty in strength who do his bidding. The Lord has established his throne in heaven. Alleluia, 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 alleluia. The Holy Spirit will teach you everything and remind you of all I told you. Alleluia, alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. After Jesus had revealed himself to his disciples and eaten breakfast with them, he said to Simon Peter, 
Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Simon Peter answered him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my lambs. He then said to Simon Peter a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Simon Peter answered him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, Tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was distressed that he had said to him a third time, Do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. Amen, amen, I say to you, when you were younger, you used to dress yourself and go where you wanted. But when you grow old, you will stretch out your hands, and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. He said this, signifying by what kind of death he would glorify God. And when he had said this, he said to him, Follow me. The Gospel of the Lord. In the Protestant Reformation, one of the main things that divided the um, so-called reformers from uh, the Catholic Church is their attitude towards the hierarchy and the bishops, and especially the Pope, saying that these men don't have nearly the authority that they claim to have magisterially, that it's sola scriptura, scripture alone, that is our teaching authority. Um, Also, sola fide, it's not what we do, it's not our works, but rather simply having faith in Christ that reconciles us to God. Um, and at the root of it, if you read into guys like Luther and Calvin, um, some of the fathers of that, of that movement, um, it gets to, it's not just an attitude that like, oh, the church is corrupt, it's full of, of bad people, so we need to just cling to the word of God. Um, it sounds like, when you read them, it's a compliment to God that we're so bad. You know, all we can do is trust in God's mercy, um, Luther has this famous phrase, simul justus et peccator. Even after we've been justified, we're still sinners. We're still corrupt. We're not made into these saints. Our relics don't have magic powers. And it's sort of a disenchantment with that whole way of thinking that, that people, members of the body of Christ, actually become Christ, actually become divinized. We know we're still bad, but God is merciful. So he allows us in, us bad sinners, into heaven. So we're simultaneously justified, but also still sinners. It sounds like a great compliment towards God and a great act of humility on our part, but actually it's not. It's, it's um, part of God's greatness that he can even change us bad sinners into saints, um, that it's actually a limitation on God's grace, um, and that's why it's not the Catholic faith. Um, God is so big that he can change us, He can become one of us. He can become small and lift us out of our sin. Um, And so these exchanges with Peter, um, I mean, the whole story of Peter in the Gospels is like a microcosm of the mystery of the church, that it is uh, made of human beings who are still uh, oppressed by sin, darkened intellects and weakened wills. We don't do the good that we want to do, and we do the bad that we don't want to do. And yet, mysteriously, um, it's through us that God tends his sheep, that God um, reigns in his kingdom. He he includes us in this. Um, And he calls each and every one of us to some position, some throne in in heaven. Not one where we get to inflate our ego and our pride, but um, we are his viceroys. We are totally obedient to his will and so share in his glory. 
And what's scary about that is what, what that kind of transformation looks like or what it will cost us, the kind of reconciliation. It's not um, like Luther was supposed to have said. I think it might be a pejorative, uh, not really true, but the, a dung heap covered in snow. That's kind of basically the, the Protestant soteriology that we still are rotten at the core, but God has covered us over with his grace. Um, no, to be truly transformed so that every aspect of our being is, is transparent to grace um, is intense. It's like Jesus looking at you right in the eye and saying, do you love me? <laughs> Knowing full well that we haven't loved him, that there's parts of us that, that are still failing and still habitually failing and still choosing to fail uh, in, our, in our loyalty, our faithfulness to Christ. But it's that intimacy, that, um, that mercy, that's not just a legal fiction, but a personal reality that's come into my life and changed me from the inside out. Let's offer our prayers to the Father. Pray for the church, for her pastors and her people. We pray to the Lord. Pray for peace in our world. Pray for an end to the epidemic. Pray for our leaders in government. We pray to the Lord. Pray for the people in Minnesota. Pray for reconciliation, for justice and peace. We pray to the Lord. Pray for all the sick and the suffering, those who are dying and those who will die today, and those who mourn. We pray to the Lord. Pray for our students and their families, our benefactors and their intentions. We pray to the Lord. In this Mass, we pray for the intentions of Virginia McCaskey, for whom this Mass is offered. We pray to the Lord. Lord, Father, hear these prayers and answer them according to your will. We make them all in faith through Christ our Lord. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you. Fruit of the earth and work of human hands will become for us the bread of life. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you. Fruit of the vine and work of human hands will become our spiritual drink. Pray, brethren, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. Look mercifully, O Lord, we pray upon the sacrificial gifts of your people and that they may become acceptable to you. Let the coming of the Holy Spirit cleanse our consciences. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, almighty and eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For after his resurrection, he plainly appeared to all his disciples and was taken up to heaven in their sight that he might make us sharers in his divinity. Therefore, overcome with paschal joy, every land, every people exalt in your praise, and even the heavenly powers with the angelic hosts sing together the unending hymn of your glory as they acclaim. Holy, holy, holy Lord God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest, Blessed is he 
who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world, and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, and Blaise, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection, and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the blessed apostles and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Amen. The Savior's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed. Yeah, for those unable to receive communion today, we pray. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. Embrace you as if you were already there, and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. Let us pray. O God, by whose mysteries we are cleansed and nourished, grant, we pray, that this banquet which you give us may bring everlasting life through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go forth, the Mass is ended. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, resurrexit, sicut dixit, Alleluia, ora pro nobis Deum, Alleluia.